Hello everyone and welcome to episode 63 of the Agile Podcast. If you haven't listened before, where have you been? But this is a podcast, which means a podcast in a pub, where Jeff Watts and Paul Goddard, that's me, talk about Agile and all things related to Agile whilst supping a pint for about half an hour. Now, in this episode, Jeff's a bit tired. So we start with a subject on tiredness, about how that affects our decision making, how that affects our interactivity within teams, and also the impact it can have on the quality of our work. We also discuss what's going on over in Austin at the Scrum Alliance Global Gathering of 2019, and we end by talking about storytelling in the context of product owners who we were teaching that day. So, if you're strapped in and ready, let's get on with it, and we always start with this well-known little jingle. Here we go. Hello, mate. Yeah. Nice to see you. Cheers, bud. So, yeah, cheers, everybody. Cheers. <clears throat> Is there a Welsh word for cheers? I don't know. I'm scared to say it in this pub. Okay. In case we offend anyone. <laughs> We're in Wales. We're in Cardiff. Cardiff City. Capital. We are. We are Outside in the castle. One of Cardiff's oldest pubs. Um, we're in the Goat Major. And that is a... Is, is it about a goat or is that an actual military rank? No, I, I think it's... Well, there's pictures of a major with a goat on the wall. Um, that's as much as I, I know it's a big rugby kind of pub in Cardiff from having been a student here. <laughs> I might Google it. Um, but it's, it's a brains pub. And there are a few brains pubs, obviously with brains being a Cardiff-based brewery. Um, the Goat Major is one of the main brains pubs in the Royal Regiment of Wales. It's an infantry regiment. Yeah. Um, and it has a mascot of the goat. Okay. And the goat mascot and the goat major. So the goat major is a military rank, and the goat mascot, the regimental goat. There you go. Yeah, right. Very clever. The soldier in charge of the mascot is styled as the great major. Right, okay. He's a corporal, despite being named a major. It's a bit oh. weird. There you go. There you are. So, uh, I, I like the castle here. I've looked around, it was yeah, we tour around it's it. Literally it's over, it's at the end of City. No, it's the end of St. Mary Street, isn't it? So it's literally right at the end of, on the um, on Castle Street. Looking over Castle Street. Nice. Do you like a nice castle? Mm. What's your favourite castle, Jeff? Mm. Um, I know you don't do favourites generally. But. No. Uh, probably because I can't remember things. But we went to a, we went to a cool castle, Tintagel Castle. Okay. In, in Cornwall? Cornwall, yeah, that was quite cool. Very good. Um, and I went to one in Switzerland, which was really cool. So it's like a, almost like an island on its own. Okay. I can't remember what it was called now. That's some fancy French Swiss name. A very nice arty picture of it. Maybe maybe I'll find it and put it on. Get you to put it on the podcast. Hmm. You're drinking something different. I am. It's um, it is cider, and it is one of my favourites. Well, but what is cider? Well, yeah, I, I agree, but I'm sure the, some purists would disagree. No, I know. It's because um, it ain't made of apples. It's <laughs> well, sure, surely there are still apples in it somewhere. Um, it's Stouffer Press. <laughs> And it's mixed berries, though. I've never had 
mixed berries stove with crust before, but it's very nice. Doesn't yeah. taste of apples yet. No, tastes of tasted Ribena. berries. <laughs> tasted berries, yeah. So um, it's it's nice, like, it, it is like pretty Ribena, so it's like right, drinking. Cheers. Drinking. And what have you got? I've got. I'm gone for one of the local. Then we got a lot of choices. No. Say brains, 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 brains. brains. Else. So I've gone for brains gold, which looks looks creamy. It certainly looked creamy as it was settling, and. Uh, It is creamy. Um, yeah, slightly, slightly nutty, I would say. Nutty. But only very, very faintly. Creamy, light, not too cold. It's sort of room temperature, a little bit below. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, definitely drink that. And um, we're not just cheering, cheersing ourselves today. No. Cheersing some of our patrons. We have some patrons. Yeah. Have some followers. Um, who you know who have almost bought us a virtual pint? Well, they have. They have. They've, they've donated some money to buy us a pint. So we're, we're raising our glasses to Greg Pitcher in New Zealand. Greg. Cheers, thank Greg. You, thank you, Greg. And we're not quite sure how to pronounce this. David Gentry, we believe, could be Gentry, but we're going for David Gentry. And thank he's you, Dave. In, he's in Georgia, in uh, Atlanta. In Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Well, Atlanta's a city. Georgia's uh, a state. Yeah. We so don't, I don't know where it's in Atlanta. It's a big place. Cheers, cheers, Dave. Cheers, Dave. Yeah. Cheers. Anyone else? Um, well, we'll save that for the next one. Okay. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll cheers more on the next drink, maybe. Maybe the next, next round. Drink, maybe the next round, yeah. So that's good. So yeah, if anybody wants to, to join in, become patrons, you get exclusive episodes. We're also recording these videos now, so you can see the video as well, but yeah. nobody else will be able to see. You can see the colour of my red pint that I'm drinking. Mm. Be able to hear unreleased episodes. Yeah, we've got some exciting feature. We've got some outtakes and stuff, haven't we? Some of the stuff that never quite made the uh, the cut. Yeah, that we're going to release. Yeah, and and our, our patrons will be invited to patron-only pubcasts. There are, yeah, yeah, exclusive. Anyway, so we're we're in Cardiff, working together again. We are product owner course this week. Yeah, what day is it? Today is Tuesday. Tuesday. These days tend to blur into one at the moment. You were struggling, weren't you? I could tell there were t- points today where you were clearly flagging. So I looked tired. <laughs> tired eyes. Big baggy eyes. Yes, How's the lack tired. of sleep getting to you? Yeah, it's, it's accumulating. Is it? It's accumulating. Um, yeah, a little bit, little bit of less sleep every I remember, day. I remember I texted you the other day and I said, how are you doing? Something like that. And you just said, I generally don't know how to answer that question anymore. That is your response. You know, it's bad when I don't know. How, I don't know how I feel. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. And you were asking me some questions this morning, and I <laughs> just couldn't put, pull the fragments of information together in my brain. I've got a clue. So yeah, you, 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 you get you get stupider, don't you, when when you're not sleeping? Just funny things here, and it's a, there's a, well, I think we've mentioned this before, or I've certainly talked about this in a course before but the correlation between tiredness is the, the, the effect it has on a brain is very similar to the effect that alcohol has on your brain oh really yeah so I reckon the alcohol I think makes me smarter <laughs> <laughs> alcohol counteracts the tiredness for me but they say like driving the, the equivalent of driving at four o'clock in the morning when your brain's tired is the equivalent of yeah, I can being under the influence of alcohol when you're driving so it's just as bad mm. okay. it does funny things to your brains Lowers your IQ, doesn't it? Yeah. As well as um, your ability to process and rationalise and compute and things. Is, is it something like you drop an IQ point for every hour 
sleep you lose under eight hours a day or something like that? Yeah, I can, I can like believe that. that. I know if you're stressed, that's another factor as well. If you're in a highly stressed state, your IQ drops by about 20 points. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons why you can't coach people if they're in a stressed state. Is that right? To bring them back into competency mode. Because they can't reflect, they can't rationalise very well. It's you, tunnel vision. So you've had to, kind of, you had to ever had to like cut a conversation. Yeah, just, just, just so take this the time right, to chill. This isn't the right time to do this. Well, because sometimes, but equally sometimes, you just want, just need to let people vent for a bit, just to calm down. Yeah. Um, and just chill, and then they'll, then they'll be ready. Just sleep on it. They say that they sleep. Oh, yeah. Go away and sleep on it. Come back. Think about it's it. Not possible in my situation. There we go. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, we, one of the things we're doing, we're going to do tomorrow is around decision making and trying to find the, the best circumstances for you to make better decisions. Yeah. So we're working with a group of product owners and uh, product owners have to make hundreds of decisions every day. Probably don't realise it, well yeah. most of us do, but product owners have to make a lot of decisions. And um, everyone will have circumstances where they're, they, they generally make better decisions and circumstances where they make worse decisions and if a lot of people aren't aware of that like I know we're very different in that I quite like getting stuff done early in the morning whereas you're more of a late afternoon person aren't you mm -hmm. so I'll, I'll get a lot of stuff done of my day before 11 o'clock yeah. and the afternoons I'd much prefer to have a, a, an afternoon nap I've so my um, web developer, a guy called Tom, lovely guy, Tom Bevan, really good. Um, I was talking to him recently about this. So he's got, uh, I'm going to say personal trainer. Okay. It was either his personal trainer or his coach. I think he, he's also got a coach, okay. a kind of like professional coach. It's not you, by the way. Um, and um, he was talking to me about his, this guy who's been working with him has told him or um, advised him to get up at five o'clock in the morning. Okay. I think it must be a personal trainer to try and adjust his day. So the the idea being that you get up at five, and if, even if you're tired, you just get you get into the mo that mode of getting up at five and doing something and doing like giving yourself a list of things to do. Okay. With that sense of achievement of having finished. Uh, no, a, a list clearly a list of things by yeah. eight o'clock in the morning before anyone else has woken up. Yeah you've achieved whatever that might be so some of it might be training or running or lit or going to the gym or whatever, but also some of it's work so you, you have less guilt about working longer into the evening and because you've done achieved so much more in the morning okay and you, he says that your body can adjust it's just it's just a matter of time before it adjusts and becomes accustomed to getting up at five o'clock okay and that's weird because at the moment I think it's something to do with, also to do with that's probably easier during this time of year, which in, in, yes. it's around kind of May time now. It's getting a bit lighter in the evenings and in the mornings. And I was I woke up this morning at five a.m. Okay. Not because I was going to get up, but because the lights in the room were such that I just yeah my body woke up, so I could have got up, but I didn't. I went back to sleep. Mm. You're a three snooze kind of guy. Aren't you? Oh. I never snooze. Three snooze, yeah. It's like, no way, I'd be nine, nine, ten snoozes if I could. I usually wake up before the alarm goes off. I set an alarm, but I never See, that's really need it. Yeah. But are you ever really asleep then? Are you uh -huh. like light sleeping? Uh -huh. I am a light sleeper. Godzilla woke me up this morning. <laughs> but, um, I was going to say something then. 
about getting up at five and doing stuff. Oh, I do like the idea. That's something that, that motivates me in a way. I love the fact that I'm getting stuff done before people yeah. like you are awake. Yeah. You've achieved a lot more. Mm. That gives you a sense, like a sense of fulfilment, right? Yeah. And I quite like quiet as well. I mean, it's quiet at that time of day. You get a lot done. Yeah. Before the house just hear the birds you don't hear the cars so nice. at the moment with a new fairly newborn baby yep. that's, has that all gone out the window or are you managing to get stuff done still at home no it, I am still getting stuff done but um, I'm up earlier than normal so he actually sleeps really really well just we haven't adjusted our routine so we'll, he'll go to sleep at 7 yeah. and wake up at sort of 5, 6 something like that which is a pretty good stretch for a couple of months old mm-hmm. and don't need to feed him during the night but that would be fine if we went to bed early yeah but you don't but we still go to bed sort of 11 o'clock midnight so we'll get 5 hours sleep um, so I'm getting up at 5 now my wife can go back to sleep she's pretty good at that I struggle once I'm awake to go back to sleep mm. and I'm just lying there thinking about stuff that I could be doing mm. So I would rather get up and get stuff done. It just means that I'm then tired. And I was looking forward to having lots of afternoon naps because I love an afternoon nap. But I haven't had as many as I would have liked. Unfortunately, you can't do that in a training course. That's we probably lose our jobs. Well, you would, I would. But... I don't know. I you could cover me tomorrow. I'm sure we could work that into the, de- the curriculum somehow of how one of the learning objectives is based around nap time. Mindfulness. Yeah. Energy levels. But it, so you say about product owners, but being conscious of when you're making the decision when you're tired. Yeah. That's that's against that emotional intelligence. But you make more negative awareness of. Yes, that decision fatigue. We yeah. talk, have we talked about that before? Yeah, I'm on a podcast. Possibly. It's worth mentioning again, though. Because it was um, parole judges. Was parole it? judges in, yeah. in the US. Now, at the start of the day. They make it was seventy five percent, so about a seventy five percent chance of the the, uh, the the person up for parole, whatever yeah. that, that that label title would be, getting granted parole. And uh, as that session went on, the percentage went down and down and down and down and down and down and down. So if you were lucky enough to be up first, you had a much better chance of getting parole than if you were up just before the end of the session. Yeah. And then, by the end, after that session, the judge would go away, and you have have a little rest, and you have a little snack. Yeah, it's also to do with your hunger levels, isn't it? And he'd come back, and he wouldn't be quite as hungry, and he'd be less tired, and he'd be refreshed, and the, the chance of parole went up to seventy five percent again. So, if you're in a much more negative state of mind because you're tired, because you're hungry, because you're stressed, you generally make a more negative, cynical, short term decision. This reminds me of, um, this happened recently, we won't name who it was, because that would be bad, Okay. but it was a recent course where somebody fell asleep. Okay. This, and it's that classic um, after pro- post-lunch slot, yeah. which I think I, I, was pulling the, I was pulling the post-lunch slot on day one, and um, it was a quiet section. Nothing to do with the content. Or no, the nothing to do with the, with the content of the presenter. But one guy just, one guy just drifted off. Yeah. And um, yeah, I don't think I, 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 luckily he didn't snore. But I think you know when it, it was enough that somebody else other than me in the group noticed it. They did. Yeah, I okay. think so. 
I remember, so Nigel, I told, this is a story that me and Nigel shared ages ago. And um, I remember Nigel said that happened to him, this is a BT once. And, he, and Nigel used to go around and kick the chair. So he'd kick people's chair if they fell asleep. I remember, he wouldn't mind me saying that. Because it's, it's hard not to take it personally, but it's also, also it's got a lot to do with your brain just at that time of day, mm. especially in a, in a learning environment. Yeah, kind of needs a break, doesn't it? Maybe yeah. na- maybe nap time is the way forward. I am. Um, so teenagers have different biorhythms. Yes, it's well, something that's, that's been quite publicised a lot recently, and how actually teenagers going to school really early is a really bad idea. Yeah, you know, they're much more awake late afternoon in yeah. the evening yeah. and their brains just aren't going to soak up as much information if they, when they go in early in the morning. Yeah. My 16 year old daughter, she loved that study, she, she, <laughs> she went to school and said, we, scientists say we should be coming to school later, um, but they didn't agree. I think there's a lot, lot to be said for flexibility. You know, we, we do know a lot more about ourselves than than we did when we designed things like yeah. the working day and the school yeah. day. I mean, why? Why well, nine to five? It's still based around an antiquated kind of factory-based day, isn't it? Yeah. The, the factory opens at nine and closes at five. We're kind of clocking in, clocking out, which doesn't work in every in- environment. It's crazy, isn't it? We just do things because that's the way they're done. Yeah. I suppose that's one of the benefits really of, of um, globally dispersed teams is that it does give some and I always used to encourage some degree of flexibility on working hours to, and you get more overlap yeah. you, you adjust working hours to when people a lot of the developers I used to work with used to enjoy working evenings and, they'd, and so they'd go home and they'd carry on mm. because they could all dial in remotely from home or whatever Dial in. Dialing in. <laughs> 50, on their 56k modems. Using uh, their uh, RSA IDs, or whatever they're called. Yeah, RSA. Remote secure access. Yeah. Those were the days, mate. Well, they were. And they weren't. <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't, yeah. Rose tinted glasses and all that. Rose tinted pint. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of, it amazes me how much we, we say about the brain and struggling with tiredness. How many projects, the horror stories that I used to get involved with, where long hours was just was pun- was pun- was punishing. It was like not not really for me, and because I wasn't probably doing some of the more critical coding or the critical release, but making changes in production in the middle of the night. It's never a good time to do that. No. <laughs> when you're tired, yeah. when you've already been working five, six, seven day weeks. Mm. It's never a good time to do it. <clears throat> no, it's definitely, definitely a big link there. With, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a self, it's not self-fulfilling, but it's self-reinforcing loop, isn't it? You make more mistakes, therefore you need to work longer to fix them, but you're going to be more tired. And Consequently, make more mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, what's the cure? What's the, what are you going to do? How are you going to cure your sleep? What's your, um, what's your strategy? Well, so I need some time off. And my problem is, it takes. There's quite a lag time before I can 
yeah. free myself up because I'm booked up so far in advance that those commitments that I thought I could do, I have to see them through really. Um, some of them, some of them I could change, but uh, yeah, I think generally leave quite a bit of time in the summer where I can just relax and watch some cricket and go to the seaside with the family and things. So. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to that where I think reset a little bit really. I've just come back from a weekend off as, as you well know but just took a long weekend and it was one of the I think one of the things that increases stress these days careful is for me is 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 the planning is is the is the calendar it's seeing it's trying to find a gap so we we had a weekend off we went to center park for the weekend and we literally we didn't we compared it to when we first went to center parks where we scheduled ourselves to the hilt basically we had something to do with the kids every hour yeah, yeah, yeah. had to get from one part of the park to the other and this this time we went for four four days because we live locally to it it's not too far away and we just said we're not going to we don't know what's going to happen we had a rough timings that we needed to get in and get out but we just said see what see whatever happens and it was really nice just not to have a schedule to work to yeah. just to completely free ourselves of time times to be somewhere didn't have to check our phones for where we had to be or where did we had you to do stuff kids. we did stuff but we decided to do it on this on the spur of the moment okay did that restrict what you could do were there things that you couldn't do because you hadn't planned not really. We we investigated a few things that we turned down, but we didn't. There was nothing that we'd chosen to do late, but then had to forfeit because we. Okay. But that was probably one of the benefits. It wasn't that busy, so we didn't really feel we lost out. But yeah. it was just, and the kids really appreciated it because we just did stuff, played cards. You know, you don't have to schedule that in. Just sit and play cards no. with the kids. That's the kind of thing, and the kids come back and said that, that they really enjoyed it, so it's like... What card games you play? Uh, sevens. Sevens. Are you with Sevens? No. So, um, oh, we'll have to play it. Is that an Agile thing? No. <laughs> it's, uh, well, you, you know, you've got in a round, but you yeah. have to put cards down in sequence with four suits. Okay. And you have to fill the card. You, you must have played it. And we played... Um, what else did we play? Three blind mice. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna need to educate you on card games, mate. And as my daughter, uh, my daughter said, in her words, "Strip down naked," which isn't called strip down naked. It's called strip jack naked. Okay. But she calls it strip down naked, um, which is funny. So yeah, but the it's. We've told the kids as well, no TV, no Xbox, back to basics, you know, woods, trees, card games, barbecues, it's nice, it's nice to strip it right back, it's good, well, I feel better, I feel rejuvenated a little bit. One of us has to be, one of us is on the ball. Yeah. Not looking strong from carrying me all this time. Strong shoulders, mate. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? It's Agile Austin at the moment, isn't it? It is, but we should no, kind not of... Agile Austin. No. Scrum Gathering Austin. Yeah. yeah. So while we, well, as we record this, we don't know when this will go out, but as we record now, 
time difference was about five hours, isn't it? So they're in kind of mid part of day two, which I assume is open space. I think is open space. After uh, we threw it away in London, uh, they brought it back for Austin. So weren't we weren't we wrong? Um, so yeah, they're doing that today, day day two or three. So hello to Nigel. I'm sure we've texted Nigel, but he's over there at the moment. Cheers, Nigel. Representing yeah. the, the the podcast. Hopefully, passing the, passing the good word on. Um, I hear the keynote went well. Mm. Like I I think I liked. It. So if you didn't know, the keynote was Dan Daniel Pink. Um, Daniel Pink, author of Drive. And, and, and a couple of other books. A new, yeah. He's got a new book out as well. Called When. But I didn't realise he was um, some kind of... Wasn't he a writer for... Al Gore, Al Gore speechwriter. Speech that's right. I only read that recently. He's got a very... He's a, he did a good TV show as well. I'm trying to remember what it was Yeah. It was basically about psychology. It's like social psychology experiments. Mm. Um, I can't remember what it was called now. But it was, it was quite good, quite interesting. But it's nice that I know from the tweets I've seen that um, Howard Sublet, Chief Product Owner of the Scrum Alliance, has been uh, re-emphasising that the Scrum Alliance is now trying to maximise impact, not revenue. And I think that's a, it's a good sign when they get a speaker like that at a major global event like that. That's a not cheap, I would imagine. No, I, I, and that's what it, that's what these gatherings should be. They should be inspiring. They should be great speakers something that we tried to change in London. I kind of think we did a job there. I think we we, um, we started that process yeah. moving of trying to bring in bigger budgets and um, bigger bigger speakers, better speakers, hmm. especially for keynotes and for kind of yeah. inspiring talks. So I'm going to partially, in a limited way, take some credit for that. And you should, mate. You were part of that. You were part of that too. You should give yourself some credit now again. It is. Pat yourself on the back. One for our patrons, sir. Yeah. Yes. Do you know whether there were any other sessions, any other speakers apart from him that they brought in from outside the community? There was um, the inventor of the hashtag. Okay. Well, it sounds like some kind of fictional, like if I was on a game show and I was trying to be funny about my job or my, my claim to fame, Yeah. that's what I think I'd say. In two lies, one truth, isn't it? Yeah, but apparently there was a man who invented the hashtag from a Twitter, I assume from a Twitter angle, and I think he's one of the keynotes. Okay, and what's, the, do you know the message there? No. Okay. I don't know anything about that one, but I think I don't think I. Perhaps I dreamt that. I'm not sure. <laughs> Be a funny dream. But I don't know. So I assume that's one of maybe today's keynote, or I don't know who the third one would be. If they're just going for three, three keynotes, maybe it's a surprise one. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's in Austin at the moment. Chris Messina, inventor of the Twitter hashtag. There you go. The former Google designer who first proposed that Twitter adopt the hashtag, as it was called, to explain why he never bothered to apply for a patent on the idea. Well, can you do that? Can you patent a hashtag? Right. 
someone patented the Let's Get Ready to Rumble thing, didn't they? Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. What, the words? Or the, that, the... That, yeah, when someone enters the ring and stuff. That's Brucey, yeah, Brucey Buffer. Brucey? Michael Buffer. Every, every time someone funny. says that, someone gets money. No way. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Unbelievable, Jeff. I'm going to see if I can find the schedule. Do you say I got caught on this today? Do you say schedule or schedule? I say schedule. Oh, schedule's American, isn't it? I don't know. I, I caught when I was editing the last podcast. I caught, caught myself saying schedule, and it was immediately followed by someone saying schedule, and I felt a bit silly. Don't feel silly. Mm. It's not mobile friendly. The Scrum Alliance website. Yeah, the gathering, the gathering website is not not friendly for, for mobiles. So that's that's dead. All right. Um, what else is going on? What else is going on, mate? What was the stuff coming out of our product owners' troubles today? Oh yeah, what did they talk about? Stories, storytelling. We're telling some story. It's amazing. So we we play with some story cubes today to kind of end the act, end the day with a bit of an activity around that, just to emphasise product owners as storytellers rather than story writers. And um, there was some genuine kind of joyous laughter. Yeah. Yeah. They. they I, I think they were quite hesitant to start with, weren't they? So, like, I but think they really enjoyed it. People. Most people today generally think it was a bit childish until they did it until they were happy to go with the idea that you're not going to be ridiculed or judged mm. and genuinely enjoyed it. So it was kind of a nice way to finish yeah. day one, really, on a positive. Yeah, the, um, oh, we, were asked, we were asked some questions. There's a lot of questions about stories and how we were asked about whether... Um, uh, it was just a sort of misinterpretation of whether it was, what was the difference in a story and a task. Basically. Oh yeah, yeah. And the idea of you know, developers breaking down a story into smaller stories, but they're not valuable. They're just they're tasks, like integration tasks or something like that, which isn't a story. It's not valuable to the to the user or the product owner or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and how stories have become very very mechanical and solution focused rather than exploratory. And you said it today when you said that the worry is that Agile is becoming user story, it's synonymous with the writing, the task, the activity of writing the user story. Mm. And I worry that maybe even a lot of product owners in that room today, you talk about being tired, you talk about being stressed. That's not the best use, in my view, of a product owner's time, is writing user stories. No. And if I'd that's rather what talk about one story than write three. Yeah, if you've if you're spending, if you're tired from writing stories, it's time to start questioning why you're writing. Yeah. Right, you. Well, we were also talking about whether. Ah, that's right. So we, somebody asked us whether um, how we, what, what our opinions were about sort of internal stories from, say, marketing. Would you write a story from the perspective of someone from marketing? Yeah. Um, that's, well, yeah, yeah, of course you could. Yeah. But equally, another way of looking at that is that the marketing aspect is part of the definition of done. So, 
<laughs> and, and not everything in your product backlog needs to be stories. No. So it's become a bit of an obsession. Yeah. A bit of an industry. The similar kind of yeah, just sort of people should grab onto something, don't they? And that desire for certainty and, and standardisation and, and closure, if you like, is is too big. Living in that uncertainty of should it be this, should it be that? Maybe we could do it like this. Maybe we could do it like that. Maybe we could make our decision at, this, yeah. at the time. It's, it's too scary for some people to to deal with. Yeah, but you, you made a good point today as well that those types of acceptance criteria, kind of objective, testable criteria, are great if you know what the outcome should be. Yeah. But oh, yeah, we talked about given when then, weren't we? Yeah. Which is a very like so you said, a very simplistic domain yeah. or an obvious domain. Then you can do that. If you, know, if you know what the outcomes are. So if it's like, if you're testing algorithms, if you're testing calculations where there is a known expected outcome, then fine, it works. But if you're testing or if you're trying to experiment, hypothesize, probe, mm. you don't know what the outputs are yet. No. So it's no, harder. It's a lot more, it's a lot more difficult to test uh, definitively. Objectively, yeah. in a data-driven way, maybe, perhaps it's a lot more subjective and interpretative. Interpretative is that a word? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if that's if that's the environment you're in, where you can't predict the future, you can't know what it is until you see it, or know what it isn't until you see it. Then yeah, it needs to be a lot more exploratory. But that that was that that was my kind of frustration with it, in that. Obviously, I wasn't there, and they weren't my intention. They weren't my invention, but I believe the intention of stories was to be that collaborative exploration and emergence, rather than trying to predict things in advance and write yeah. them down. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was interesting, um, and we also talked about how value is not a not a one-dimensional. Thing. It's a multifaceted Complex. concept. Yeah, of multiple different things. So you, value isn't just about am I making money? It could be am I reducing risk? Mm. Am I gaining new customers? Am I getting return on my investment? Am I reducing the technical debt? That, that, that could all be value. Um, and knowing what facets make up value and serve which customers and which users and which personas is a big part of a product owner's job. Mm -hmm. Any connection with tiredness there? Um, other than the fact it was the, we were teaching that at the end of the day. Connection with tiredness, I think, yes. <laughs> Go on, make, no, a, make a leap. So, the, um, when you're tired, well, when you're stressed, when under pressure, yes. you revert to what you know. Yes. You revert to your defaults, your type. We all have our defaults, we all have our preferences, we all have our sort of lazy mode, if yeah. you like, where you're not really not putting the, the mental effort into it. Uh, and you autopilot. revert to Yeah, autopilot, yeah, yeah. And I think autopilot generally defers to the more simplistic, yeah. simple, robust, rather than resilient, creative, exploratory, collaborative. And so 
in most situations, when we're tired, we're, we'll take probably an inappropriate response. Yeah. The easiest, quickest response. Yeah. And when you when your when your work relies on collaboration, collaboration requires energy. It requires positive interpretation. It is exhausting as well. Though. Yeah, it is. It's not us. I'd to say that it's. I don't know if you can do it day in, day out, sustainably in a fully creative space. You need to slow your brain down to different yeah. paces. So yeah, trying to collaborate on an empty tank is difficult. Mm. You generally think more negatively of people, yeah. which is exacerbated if you're not physically with them. Mm. So yeah, tiredness will, will reduce your interpretation of things. We were talking about this on holiday just this weekend with my with my family, and we were trying to we were talking about obviously families we we know each other quite well as you'd hope. My lad Owen, who's uh, seven, works on the same. He works on a hangry basis, so if he's hungry, he doesn't um, shout and scream. But he go he becomes quite irritable and quite grumpy. He, it's all sulky. He will just shut down. It's a bit like me. Sabrina, my wife, works, doesn't get hangry, but she, she struggles when she's tired. Tiredness is a thing for her, she's not had enough sleep. And also, she's cold. Okay. So, she generally struggles, her body and, and brain doesn't work well, decision making on a coldness basis. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. So, your environment kind of is so, can affect you so much. More, more than you realise. Yeah, the coldness. It's down to room temperature as well. Well, yeah, you, it's your body going into protect mode, isn't it? Yeah. It's protecting your vital organs, taking blood away from the extremities. And you've mentioned this again in other courses about the ceiling height. Mm-hmm. How much that can have a bearing on higher ceilings expands your thinking, mm-hmm. whilst lower ce- the ceilings increases focus. Mm. Yeah. Vitamin D, sunlight, fresh air, that all helps. Yeah. Oxygen tanks. Maybe we should have oxygen tanks. Oh, that means right, Las I, Vegas. I walked past. Um, I was in a shopping mall yesterday, and I walked past. Uh, basically, it was a drip, an intravenous drip. Yeah, with oxygen. No, it oxygen was vitamin. Bars. Oh, really? Vitamin water. What, oh, really? So you, so you could have like vitamin B, vitamin C, vitamin D, just intravenously and I know people there, there are services out there where if you've got a hangover they'll come and yes. IV That's drip thing, you yeah. some, to, to, some to, fluids yeah. to rehydrate you which works um, apparently yeah. yeah and maybe that's something that's something I need I need to invest in, I want to come to that because I don't do needles but <laughs> I could do an oxygen tank that might work and that's worth investing in can you buy can you buy those can you just get know. another oxygen tanks I don't know, that's Bok, a bot chemicals lorry just comes and drops Yeah, anything on the dark web, can't you? <laughs> so I'm told. The dark web. Anyway, we've talked for long enough. Yeah, empty, empty empty. points. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, just to remind you, so if you want to become a, a patron of the podcast, go to www.patreon.com mm-hmm. forward slash the Agile Podcast. Yep. More details on there of all the content that you can get access to if you'd like to buy us a pint. But other than that, mate, thank you very much. Cheers. See you soon. Fill up. Cheers, guys.